Welcome to A Poem A Day Keeps The Darkness At Bay. My name is Jensen, and today I'm reading Rainer Maria Rilke. I didn't open with a poem because I'm only reading one, but it's a fairly long one. First, I'll do my lazy man's biography, though. Rilke was born December 4th, 1875 in Prague, what was then Austria-Hungary and is now part of the Czech Republic. His mother dressed him in girls' clothing when he was very young. It's guessed that she may have been treating him as a girl in mourning of an earlier female child that died at only one week old. His parents called their marriage quits in 1884. After a bit of a rocky education career, he fell in love with Lou André Salome, an older married woman. She was a worldly intellectual and the one who urged him to change his name to Rainier from his birth name, René. They eventually separated, but she remained a confidant throughout his life. Rilke died on December 29, 1926. Rilke's poetry to me is first and foremost passionate. Sometimes I feel as though he's pleading, even when he's arguing. His poems are filled with Greek gods, angels, metaphor, roses, and decadent language. Today I'm reading the fourth elegy from his Duino elegies, as translated by Stephen Mitchell. Thanks for listening. O oh, trees of life, when does your winter come? We are not in harmony. Our blood does not forewarn us like migratory birds. Late, overtaken, we force ourselves abruptly onto the wind and fall to earth at some iced-over lake. Flowering and fading come to us both at once, and somewhere lions still roam and never know in their majestic power of any weakness. But we, while we are intent upon one object, already feel the pull of another. Conflict is second nature to us. Aren't lovers always arriving at each other's boundaries? although they promised vastness, hunting, home, as when for some quick sketch a wide background of contrast is laboriously prepared, so that we can see more clearly, we never know the actual vital contour of our own emotions, just what forms them from outside. Who has not sat afraid before his heart's curtain? It rose, the scenery of farewell, easy to recognize, the well-known garden which swayed a little, then the dancer came, not him, enough, However lightly he moves, he's costumed, made up, an ordinary man who hurries home and walks in through the kitchen. I won't endure these half-filled human masks. Better the puppet. It at least is full. I'll put up with the stuffed skin, the wire, the face that is nothing but appearance. Here I'm waiting. Even if the lights go out, even if someone tells me that's all, even if emptiness floats towards me in a gray draft from the stage, even if not one of my silent ancestors stays seated with me, not one woman, not the boy with the immovable brown eye, I'll sit here anyway, one can always watch. Am I not right, you to whom life tasted so bitter after you took a sip of mine, the first gritty infusion of my will? Father, who as I grew up kept on tasting and troubled by the aftertaste of so strange a future, searched my unfocused gaze, you who so often since you died have trembled for my well-being, within my deepest hope, relinquishing that calmness which the dead feel is their very essence, countless realms of equanimity for my scrap of life, tell me, am I not right? And you, dear women, who must have loved me for my small beginning of love toward you, which I always turned away from because the space in your features grew, changed even while I loved it into cosmic space where you no longer were. Am I not right to feel as I must stay seated, must wait for the puppet stage, or rather gaze at it so intensely that at last to balance my gaze, an angel has to come and make the stuffed skin startle into life? Angel and puppet, a real play, finally. 
Then what we separate by our very presence can come together, and only then, the whole cycle of transformation will arise out of our own life seasons. Above, beyond us, the angel plays. If no one else, the dying must notice how unreal, how full of pretense is all that we accomplish here, where nothing is allowed to be itself. O oh, hours of childhood when behind each shape more than the past appeared, and what streamed out before us was not the future. We felt our bodies growing, and we were at times impatient to be grown up, half for the sake of those with nothing left but their grown-upness. Yet were, when playing by ourselves, enchanted with what alone endures, and we would stand there, in the infinite blissful space between world and toy, at a point which, from the earliest beginning, had been established for a pure event. Who shows a child as he really is? Who sets him in his constellation and puts the measuring rod of distance in his hand? Who makes his death out of gray bread, which hardens, or leaves it there inside his round mouth, jagged as the core of a sweet apple? Murderers are easy to understand, but this, that one can contain death, the whole of death, even before life has begun, can hold it to one's heart gently, and not refuse to go on living, is inexpressible. A play, a play, my day keeps the darkness at bay. A play, a play, my day keeps the darkness at bay.